Amen. All right. Um, thank you for, for lingering with us through that and the prayer team. Um, Christian, one of our elders, felt led to kind of send the prayer team out. Um, and some of you may have been asked if you wanted prayer. And, and at the end, if you still want prayer and they didn't get to you, um, they're there for that as well. Um, we are, uh, I've got like a 45-minute like outline here in front of me. Uh, and so we're going to have to get rid of that. <laughs> and so this is the second week in a row that like the whole message is completely changing um, kind of in what God is, is doing. Um, and, and I don't want to take up a, a ton of time here, but I think there was a, a core uh, of the message that um, I think is for us today. And, and I want to share that. But first, uh, I want to start by asking a question. Um, what is love? And if baby don't hurt me came into your head or you started going like this, like you grew up in the 90s with me, okay? Uh, but beyond that, like what is, what is love? What? I heard something over here. God is love. Good one. Sacrifice. Loving no matter what. All right. Anybody else? What is that? Patience. You're stealing my notes out of 1 Corinthians 13 here, which is good. What was that? Kind. kind, right? Yeah, that's another one. <laughs> Christ crucified, yeah. So we have all these, these concepts uh, of love, and, and as we're in here in church, and I mean, we've just been declaring our love to Christ and, and singing out his love towards us. Um, and, and love is one of those things that can be so simple and so deep and so beautiful and so precious and so complicated and so messy and, and the whole spectrum in between. Especially if we start thinking about like the, the way that we love one another, the way that we interact with, with other people. And we have these relationships or these friendships or our marriages or we're dating or we're engaged or all of these different spectrum of, of where people are at in, in loving one another. Uh, but you know what oftentimes one of the big things that comes along with love is? Fear. It's fear. Because we, we deeply love somebody. There's, there's that sense of, of like putting ourselves out on the line and trusting that other person. Or, or what if, you know, here's the, this person that, that I'm in love with or this friendship that I have or whatever it was, what if they knew every single thing that went on through my head throughout the day? What, what if, I, I'm just being honest here, like, like there's even part of me that's like, okay, I'm standing up here uh, and some of you like me and some of you I'm not so sure, like whatever it might be, but, but like... There's those doubts or those fears that, that kind of come into my mind like, would they like me as much if they heard the words that I say in a car when I'm stuck and somebody's doing something foolish in front of me? Or, or like me pounding on the steering wheel or whatever it might be. Like, like if you truly knew me, 100% knew me, even the, the thoughts that happen in my mind that we all have that we have to be like, nope, that's not me. I'm not letting that grow any longer. Like, if you knew all of that, would you still like me? 
Would you still love me? Would it be the same for your spouse? Would it be the same for your friendships? Would it be the same for your family? And so there's this aspect of, of the unknown where we're trusting one another, but there's still that sense of like, if I was fully known, would people still appreciate me, love me, like me, want to be a part of my life through friendship, family, or church? And I think we can get kind of that, that sense and that, that fear, and then it causes us to start to be a little bit isolated because we start feeling like, well, this is kind of wrong with me, and i got to put on the good face. And it affects our relationships and our ability to like walk with one another through anything. And, and that's a whole different message. Like, like how to be a church, how to be friends in Christ and husbands and wives in Christ. How, how to do that is a whole different message. But I bring all of this up because I think the same thing happens because it's so often in our interpersonal relationships here on earth that it also happens deeply in our sense between us and God. How much does He love me? Well, I got this sin that keeps lingering. I, I make these mistakes. I, I made the wrong choice. I was mean to somebody. All of these different things. And then we start to think, and okay, is God's love for me changing? Because he truly knows who I am. In fact, I mean, there's some verses. Um, Psalm 139. This one will be in the notes. Uh, we won't go through the whole chapter today. Um, Psalm 139, getting into the beginning, uh, this is David writing, and he says, Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I stand up. There we go. He knew about that. There's other passages that says he knows how many hairs are on the top of my head. So like he fully knows what I'm doing right now let alone four hours from right now or three weeks ago or whatever. He knows when we sit down, when we stand up, when we make choices that are in obedience to Him and we make choices that are in disobedience to Him. He knows it all. You observe my travels and my rest in verse 3. In uh, verse 2, I missed this part. Uh, maybe it was a subconscious thing trying to skip it. Um, you understand my thoughts from far away. Like, like God understands the thoughts in our head and, and understands our motivations for doing things and the choices that we make. He understands it. Um, you're aware of all my ways, verse 4, before a word is on my tongue. You know all about it. You encircle me. You've placed your hand on me. Uh, this wondrous knowledge is beyond me. It's lofty. I'm unable to reach it. Like, like this sense of God knows us more than we know ourselves. And then how does that impact our sense of his love towards us? And if we allow our imperfect human interactions, 
and the worries or concerns or the things that we hide or the things that we share and, and then people leave because we shared those things or whatever it is. Like there's that whole sense of, of trust between imperfect people. If we allow our experiences in, in the human realm of our interactions to inform how we understand our interaction with our Heavenly Father, uh, we're not going to understand His love the way that He has His love designed for us to be. And so it's important for us to understand when we're talking about love, and it's the theme of Advent uh, for uh, us here today, um, when we're understanding love, to first recognize He fully knows us. And then we can look at some verses. We'll go to 1 Corinthians 13. Some people already kind of called some of these out. What is love? Here's a definition in the Bible. I'm going to pass through some of these things. Love is patient and kind. It doesn't envy or boast. It's not arrogant or rude. It doesn't insist on its own way. It's not irritable or resentful. It doesn't rejoice at wrongdoing. We hear this at weddings like all the time. But this is talking about agape love. This is the love that's supposed to be interpersonal within a church, but it's also reflective of God's love towards us. So here's all these things. Love bears all things, believes all things, endures all things, um, rejoices with the truth. All this. Like this is what love is. But then you come down and it talks about uh, the gifts of the Spirit. Because again, this is in context of 1 Corinthians 12, 1 Corinthians 14, and the continuation of the gifts. Um, But again, that's a whole different message. And and so he's going through all of these things. uh, But then in verse 12, he says, Right now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. So again, acknowledging God has fully known me. God fully knows you. But right here, this is in the context of love. His love for us. This is a reflection of His love for us that we're to have with one another. But it's the example of His love that we being fully known are our greatest mistakes the thoughts that we have, the the temptations that we entertain or walk into, the the words that are on the tip of our tongues that that we want to curse others with. Like all of those things, God fully knows, and yet His love is patient and kind. His love doesn't rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. His love bears all things endures all things his love never ends even though we are fully known in this i think it's one of the most profound statements in scripture and we often read past it because we're either saying okay uh, should we be able to do the gifts today or not Uh, or like it's a wedding and we need to quote these passages but but sandwiched in there is this profound thing we are fully known and fully loved by god warts and all that's his love for us. That idea or that concept of, um, you know, would he love us if he fully knows? Would somebody still like us if they know everything that, that we do? The answer within Scripture for God is he already knows and he chose to love you 
when he already knew all of that. The, the passage that you know, we're kind of going through in this as well um, is, is Romans chapter 5. And in the end of Romans, or in the middle of Romans chapter 5 and verse 8, it says, God proves his love for us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So while he understood down to every dot and T and every detail of our messiness, he's like, I love you, and I'm sending my son to die for you. This is that love. It's a love uh, that Romans here that tells us that we're not put to shame in it, that we're given hope through this. Uh, it's a love that uh, is fully informed, freely gives, and then the way that it's given out uh, is, is equally profound. Because uh, in Romans 5, verse 5, uh, it says, God's love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit uh, who was given to us. This idea of, of pouring out into his heart. It's love has been poured out in our heart. Uh, the Greek word in here, poured, uh, is ekheo. Uh, it's Strong's, if you're taking notes uh, in this truncated <laughs> message, um, is Strong's G1632, poured out. The way that this verb is, is phrased, it means it's poured out, but it's like a continual pouring. It's not something that's like, oh, here's a cup of God's love and now it's empty. But rather, it's something that's being continually poured into us. Um, this word here, echeo, um, is to bestow, distribute largely. Uh, it's the same word used when it talks about wineskins bursting. So it, it's not just like a pouring out, but like it's so full, like it's just... It's that kind of um, massive pouring out, bursting eternally. This word was used by Jesus when he's talking uh, to the Samaritan woman. So again, he, he meets her at the well, right? And, and he's like, woman, would you give me a drink? And then there's that whole interaction, like, like how can you drink because you don't have a cup and, and all of these things. Uh, and then he goes on and he tells her, uh, why don't you go get your husband and come back, right? I know I'm skipping parts of this story, but... Go get your husband and come back. What's her response there in that moment? I, I don't have a husband, right? What's Jesus' response? You're right in saying that, but you also have had five husbands, and the guy that you're with right now is not your husband. She was fully known by Jesus in that moment. Fully known. And he's there to die for her. He's expressing his love for her in that moment. He says in here, where in his offering her this everlasting water, whoever drinks from the water, uh, this is John 4, verse 14, whoever drinks from the water that I give him will never be thirsty again. In fact, the water that I give him will be a well of water springing up in him for eternal life or her. This springing up for eternal life is this same Greek word, acheo. This bursting forth, this pouring forth. It's this concept that, that God has loved us fully knowing exactly where we're at in life. Fully knowing where you are at in this room today and where you were at last month, five years ago, at your darkest time. 
fully knowing that says, I love you. And more than that, my source of love for you, if you accept it, will be continually gushing forth. That we can walk through life with that sense of being fully known and fully loved. Something that we're not guaranteed on this earth, that it's impossible. Because nobody on earth can know us the way that God knows us. And knowing you chose you, desired for you, died for you. It was his love freely and willingly given, paid for in blood for all of eternity. And there was more to the message in that. But what I think for today is what God has kind of changed um, was I think this aspect of worship was just a sweet time uh, of us uh, to kind of act out ahead of time what the whole message was about. Let's sing of our love for him and sing of his love for us. This message uh, isn't fully complete the way that I would have liked it to be complete, but I think there's a reason for that too. I think God wants you to hear today. He knows everything about you. Everything about you and what you've done. And he loves you more than you can imagine. And he has for that love to be a well that pours forth continually through this life here and through all of eternity. That's what he has for you. Wrestle with that. Because we don't live that way often. I think I'm just supposed to tell you that truth today. You wrestle with it through the week. Ask him to give you a revelation of this. And I feel like we're supposed to pray for that today. Father, I have nothing else that I feel like you're giving me to say because I felt like all you have for us is to know to know that you know everything about us. To know that we are utterly transparent. There's nothing that we can hide from you. And you knowing every detail of our lives. And not just our own individual lives, but the lives of all humanity chose to come down in love to face the cross in order to die so that we can be reconciled with you and that you can give us the gift of love that is eternally springing up within us. Lord, I pray for a Holy Spirit revelation for us as a church and as individuals. Father, I pray for those that struggle with understanding love from a father because they had an imperfect relationship with their earthly father, their earthly parents. I pray for those that have experienced brokenness in relationships that they've trusted. I pray that you would bring healing in those areas, but they would also be able to disconnect the earthly love of imperfect others from the pure, eternal, heavenly love from a God who knows all, gave all, and loves all. Lord, we thank you for this, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.